Welcome to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast for anyone looking to stop letting life get in the way and start crushing bold goals. I'm your host, Sarah Mayer, and I'm thrilled to navigate this journey with you because it's time to start boldly achieving without working double time. So let's dive in. Hello, Bold Goal Crushers. I am super excited today to have my guest, Mel Daniels, on the show. She is a content strategist, a coach, a speaker, and she also loves to understand why we have that in common. I love that. Even past her toddler years, she always asked why. She wanted to understand why things worked like they did why people acted a certain way, and why she was the only one who loved peanut butter and sultana sandwiches. I'm going to have to ask about that because I've never heard of that. And Mel's purpose is truly to teach and empower women who want more from their businesses on how to use content in a genuine way. She gives them the confidence they need to become more visible, seen as the expert, that they are, and inspired to take their business to the next level. I am so excited, Mel, to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I am looking forward to our conversation today. Yeah. So tell me, we talk all things goals here. Tell me, how did you end up becoming a content strategist, coach, and speaker? How did this come about? Okay. So the short story is that um, about six years ago, I decided that it was time to go back into the workforce or to actually do something for myself. So um, I started a business as a virtual assistant and I um, really loved what I did. I got to meet so many different people across so many different industries. And the one thing that they all had in common, though, was this um, idea that they had to do all of the content things. So, Mm. and do all of the content things, but not in a very purposeful or powerful way. So that's when I started realizing that that there was a real opportunity to be able to help women in particular Mm. um, who were solopreneurs to really focus in on what are the strategic things that you can do with your content and how can you use your entire content ecosystem together in order to connect, nurture, and convert your ideal client. Oh, I love it. I think so often we set out on these journeys to start a business and we hear about, you should do this, you have to do that, you must post on social media five times a day. And I love this concept of why, like really understanding why and showing up authentically that you talked about because so often you know, we just do the things that we're supposed to do or should do, but it doesn't really, it doesn't fit us. So talk to me about this understanding of why you mentioned that it had something to do really early on as a child. How have you come to embrace this need to understand why? Yeah. So my understanding of why originated from, you know, why 
I was the only one who liked peanut butter and sultana sandwiches. So my mum used to make me peanut butter and sultana sandwiches as a treat for school uh, in my lunchbox. And I absolutely loved them. But people were like, kind of like, are you crazy? That's just such a crazy thing. So I think that that really instilled in me, you know, the ability to question, the ability to question, but in a good positive way rather than a negative way. And I really deep dive into the the ideas behind something or understanding someone's uh, behavior or understanding how a system actually works. And that really carried on throughout my schooling and my um, corporate life as well. Really got into um, systems and processes and making things work efficiently. But on the flip side, also understanding that there is a creativeness to the systemization as well. So you can actually be both things. And I think that a lot of people think that you can't have both of those things together. You can't be creative and you can't also then be quite systematic and planned and organized. The content is the perfect example of that, isn't it? You can actually be that creative person and put content out into the world that inspires other people. Um, and you get to do that in so many different ways. You can do it in a podcast. You can do it in a blog. You could do it in a video, an email, social media. There's all these amazing um, platforms or ways for us to be creative with our content. But at the same time, I see so many um, people become really overwhelmed and mm -hmm. burdened with the thought of having to create content all the time. But then that's yeah. when the beauty of the systems and the processes come in. If you can find a way that feels right for you, and you were talking about that just a moment ago, finding that aligned space that um, you can actually create content but get it out into the world in a way that feels right for you, then that is just exactly where powerful content comes in. Yeah. And I think many times we have these goals around what we want to do in our business or what we want to do in our life. And I know that you are a gold, a bold goal crusher at heart because <laughs> you love talking about all things goals and you've crushed some goals in your business. But many times people get lost on like where to start or they think they need to do everything. And what you really do for entrepreneurs is you help them to be able to achieve their goals by creating content. So how are some of the ways that you can help or you have had help in achieving your goals? Okay. So I think the way that I have had help in achieving my goals, and I think that there's there's direct ways and there's indirect ways that you can get help with goals. So you can actually get someone to help you directly to achieve the goal, or you can actually get someone to help you do something else that frees up your time to actually achieve your goal, can't you? So there's this kind of those two different perspectives, actual help on, on reaching the goal and then freeing up time to, to get your goal. And then there's the doing side of things and the support side of things. So you might get support from like a coach or a mentor or, you know, the people around you, your community, your family, your friends, something like that, or you can get help with the doing of it. So someone um, in a particular area of expertise might be able to help you reach a goal. So if you want to build your dream home, then you're not going to probably do it yourself. You're going to get a builder to, to help you. So that's a really great way to get support. Um, if you're going to write a book, then a really great way to get support is through editing as well. So someone that has a particular area of expertise in the way that you want to actually um, achieve your goal. So for me personally, um, I've had lots of different um, people help me on my way to be an entrepreneur. 
and particularly I would say in the last 12 months as well. So I've got some beautiful team members who actually help me and support me. So they take the support role in terms of helping me achieve my goals. They really allow me to focus on my zone of genius and turn up and serve my beautiful clients in a way that I want to be able to do that. Um, and they've been able to support me through creating um, my goal of mm-hmm. creating a membership which has been rather exciting. So that's kind of one way. Um, Another way is that I've had a coach, a couple of coaches helped me in the last 12 months with my confidence and just showing me what is possible in terms of reaching goals. So they've actually helped me take my goals to the next level, if you like. So, you know, where I might have been um, searching for a goal at a particular level, they've said to me, Mel... (laughs) You could probably do a little bit better than that and um, have really opened up the possibilities for me as well in terms of um, goal setting and and reaching my goals. Um, I've had so many, my goodness, Sarah. So I've also had an editor help me um, in the last 12 months put together a scaffold for a book. So something that I've always wanted to do, and I'm sure it's on everyone's bucket list as well, is to write a book. And I just didn't know where to start. So being able to speak to someone and get those ideas out of my head Mm -hmm. and then turn it into something that's concrete that I can then actually use and go ahead and reach my goal of actually writing a book by the end of the year is so exciting. Um, Yeah, so there's so, so many different ways that you can get support and help reaching your goals. And I love the way you break it down of direct and indirect and then doing and support because Many times there's things I love to do in my business or my life, but then there are things that I don't like to do. And so sometimes you think about, well, I need somebody to help with my business, but really if they freed up this time, I could do whatever I really enjoyed in my business instead of outsourcing that part. And so I always Mm. think back to this time I was in corporate America at the time, but I absolutely hate doing laundry. Like I don't like to do it. And so I put it off and then it's like a mountain in my room. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do laundry today. And it would take me all day on Sunday just to do the laundry hours upon hours. And then I'd get to the point where I have to put it away. And I dreaded it because it just, I didn't like it. And then I like resented my laundry the next day because I was like, laundry, you wasted my entire Sunday. And so one day, I don't remember who I was talking to. And they're like, just stop doing laundry. I'm like, well, I can't stop doing laundry. I have to do it. And then I realized that the amount of time I like took to do the laundry, to procrastinate doing the laundry, that I could just pay somebody to do my laundry down the street. And this guy who ended up doing my laundry at the laundromat was like, we're so thankful that you actually gave a job to somebody because now they have something to do because you have so much laundry. I'm like, well, it won't always be this way. That's like a month of laundry right there. Um, But he was so thankful to be able to have an employee to do the laundry and to provide a job for somebody that I had never thought about it that way like yeah oh and now I have more time such a beautiful way of looking at it as well so so many different things there so um the first thing is you know outsourcing something that you really hate doing and Mm -hmm. something that you procrastinate about something that you've really put off they are the perfect things to give hand off to someone else um and then you talked about you know 
giving someone else a job and it's actually in their zone of genius, right? Like doing laundry is totally in their zone of genius. They get it done more efficiently and effectively than what you do. So not only do you have the free time, but someone else is using their their zone of genius as well. And then the third thing is something that's not necessarily a good use of your time. So, you know, you hated doing it and it took you so long, probably because you hated doing it so much. That's why it took you so long. And then, but then you were able to give it off to someone else who then was able to free up your time. So beautiful circle of outsourcing there to reach your goal of getting that laundry done. Yeah, I love it. And I never had to worry about it again. Um, So how do you go about really deciding where you need help? We've used some examples, but if somebody was like, okay, I want to actually get some help and to accomplish my goals, where do you suggest they start? So I think those three things that we just mentioned there, the first thing being what are those things that you don't love doing and what what do you procrastinate about? So if you have a goal of writing a book, perhaps it is you're procrastinating actually starting because you don't know where to start. So if you're procrastinating over that, then how can you get someone to actually help you to get that ball rolling, to get the momentum happening so you can actually get stuck in and write that that book? So that's probably the first thing, the things that you don't love and that you procrastinate over. And when it comes to content, oh, my goodness, there's so many things that people procrastinate and don't love about content that you could potentially hand off to someone else so that you can reach your goals, your business goals, you know, things like uh blog writing or um, scheduling your social media or editing podcasts, videos, um, editing an email. There's lots of different ways that you can get help so that you can get that momentum happening in terms Mm -hmm. of reaching your goals. Uh, The second thing is was around what is and isn't a good use of your time. So can someone else be doing it more cost effectively? Can they be doing it more efficiently? Could you would it actually free up your time to then go and do an activity that is revenue generating for you as well? So can you actually earn more money than what you're paying someone to do mm-hmm. right now to free up your time? And I think that that, that cost benefit is something that people don't really think about. They just see the mm-hmm. cost side of things when it comes to to outsourcing um a particular task or activity, whereas it really should be more the investment. So what's the 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 return on the investment that you're going to get for actually outsourcing it? And then the third thing is around what's in your zone of genius and what isn't in your zone of genius. So our goal in life really is to do things that light us up, things that bring us joy, mm-hmm. things that we love. And if you're not filling your days with those things, then you really need to have a look at what you can give off to someone else. So like you said, with the laundry, I mean, that's a, that's a great example. I also use cleaners or I get the occasional meal um, mm-hmm. delivered to me. So they're all different ways that you can really free up your time, but also then focus on your own zone of genius as well. Yeah. I love that. I, great ideas too. I think I need to sit down and make a list after this. You're give, you're sparking some, some ideas. So why do you think we don't do it sooner? If we know we need help and we know we're overwhelmed, why do you think we don't go out and get help sooner? 
Yeah, I think the first thing is we don't actually know where to start. So, you know, you doing a list is a perfect way to actually start to just write out everything that you do and then discover which of those things don't light you up, which of those things are not in your zone of genius. So, yeah, I think that it's not knowing where to start when it comes to that. And I I did see that a lot, actually, when I was a virtual assistant. People would come to me and say, oh, what could you, what can you do for me? And the answer is I can do anything. I can do everything for you, but it really depends on what you need to take Mm -hmm. off your plate. Those things that you don't love, those things that aren't in your zone of genius. So it's really individual, but that's probably one reason I think why people don't um, outsource sooner. And and that's just not knowing where to start. So write that list, write that list and see if you can give it off to someone else. I did this recently um, to help with the household chores running with running the household and not only did we have a cleaner but there's some other bits and pieces that need to get done so you know we sat down and divvied it up between the family it was a place to start that actual list so definitely do that I think also that um and this is a big one that a lot of us don't like to ask for help or Mm -hmm. don't like to think that we need help we think that we can do it all and that's great we probably could But in doing it all, in doing hashtag all the things, we're only just going to lead to burnout, lead to overwhelm and not be in that place of joy and living our life to the fullest because we really don't reach out to people and don't actually ask for that help. It's almost, you know, people think it's a sign of weakness, but I really think it's a a sign of strength to be able to go, do you know what? This is something that I don't enjoy doing, or this is not something that I'm really good at. I'm going to let Mm -hmm. someone else actually do it. So I think that we don't like to ask for help. And that's probably a reason. And it's probably a reason why so many business owners burn out as well, because they don't take on those team members or they don't look at ways of handing off tasks to other people and to try and keep it all in themselves as well. Um, and, And the last thing is probably thinking of outsourcing or giving tasks to someone else as a an expense where it's really an investment it's an investment in your joy it's investment in someone else's life as well and I think that that that's a beautiful thing to be able to um, give work and to someone else as well I think that that's just a lovely thing to do so they're probably the three things I think why we don't do it sooner Yeah, I know I've been guilty of that where I'm like, oh, I have to do this myself or they won't do it the way that I do it. But the reality is we can train people, we can teach people, but often they do it better than we would do it. (laughs) So true. And that issue of control is a very big thing. And it's definitely something that I see um, in my business as well, that people feel reluctant to actually hand something over to someone Mm -hmm. because they feel as though that person can't do it as well as themselves. And that may be the case because we're all unique individuals, aren't we? We're not going to do exactly the same task, exactly the same way every single time. There may be those little nuances, but I really encourage people to give it a go. And you know what, if it doesn't work out, then what's what's the harm? What's that? There is yeah. no harm. You know, you can just end the relationship and find someone else to to actually help you. So I just really encourage people to to get out there and give it a go. Yeah. 
And many people are out there setting goals that involve having to produce content. They're starting a business. They need social media. They need advertising. They need marketing. They need leads or you know, they may want to write a book. I know many people have that on their legacy list, or they may just want to do something completely different. And then they come to this world of creating content and social media, and it can be so overwhelming. So I know you help people with content marketing strategy and really leading them to achieve their goals. What are the suggestions that you have for somebody who's just getting started and really wants to know which way they should go? Such a big question, Sarah. That's such a big question. So from a business perspective, I think that we all want to be successful, whatever that looks like for us. So whether that's the, you know, the six, the seven figure business or whatever it is, um, you know, is it just that work-life balance that we're, we're like trying to achieve? I think that we all want a successful business, but the biggest risk that we all have to our business is being invisible. And mm. because if we're invisible, no one knows about us. We're the and best no one... kept secret. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't want you to be the best kept secret. I don't want your listeners yeah. to be the best kept secret at all. So the way that we let people know who we are, what we stand for, what we don't stand for is through our content. And our content really helps us to become visible so that we can then go and connect, nurture and convert um, our ideal client as well. I think that we get very caught up in external factors to us when it comes to content. And we're seeing a lot of noise at the moment um, around Instagram and the changes that are happening to Instagram. And I think that people sometimes focus on the negatives too much. So they might focus on the fact that, oh, why should I even post on social media because the reach is hopeless or, you know, the algorithm keeps changing. How can I, how can I beat the algorithm? Mm-hmm. You know, all my emails actually end up in spam all the time. And, you know, how am I, how am I supposed to get around that? But I really encourage people to um, look inwards in terms of these. So what are the opportunities that we actually have? I mean, social media is a free platform for us to go and play on. How can we use it to the best of our abilities? And how can we use um, the things that we really love about the platform and the things that our audience love about the platform and use them to our advantage instead? So in thinking about, you know, reaching your goal, your business goal, and how you can actually get there, I really think that people need to also lean into who they are as a person. And I know that you talk about this a lot, Sarah, mm-hmm. and really understanding your values and your beliefs mm-hmm. and working with them, working with them. Because the moment that we are trying to be someone else or someone who we think we should be, then our content is not going to land because it's not a true reflection of who we are. And we bring that energy to everything Mm -hmm. we do. And surprisingly, our audience will pick up on it. So I really do encourage, especially anyone just starting out with their content, start small, pick one thing to do, master it, do it well, but do it in a way that feels aligned with who you are as a person. Yeah. I think that's so true that people know when you're acting and you also, you can get away with it for a little bit, but after a while you start to feel like, oh, why am I doing this? It's just 
doesn't sit well and Mm -hmm. people know. And we always talk, I come from a sales recruitment background, like people don't buy from people who are just trying to sell them. People know the second that they walk into that door that they're just a number and they can feel it. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. And I could talk about this for days as well. The fact that, you know, there is a human on the other end of every piece of content that we create and we need to be mindful of that. And the moment that we switch from a transactional based content marketing perspective to one built on relationships, then that is when you're going to experience so much business growth and so much personal growth because you're leaning into that relationship side of things. And in addition to that, people think, well, you know, content is just about selling. It's just about getting people over the line, getting money in the door. But it's about this journey, this beautiful journey that we have with our audience where we have to first connect with them, you know, give them that opportunity to identify who you are and what you do and what you stand for so that they want to come on this ride with you. And then we move into like subscribe. So they actually come onto your email list and you have the opportunity to then go on and nurture them. And then we get to the convert stage. So if you're trying to, you know, just come in on that convert stage all the time, you're missing out on the beginning of that beautiful journey. And that's what people need. Yeah. It's like somebody walking in the door to, I'll use a car dealership just because people know that experience. It's like if somebody walks in, they're like, so do you want to buy the car? It's this amount of money. (laughs) Like what? We skipped the whole (laughs) stages right here going on the first date and saying yes. five minutes. All right. Do you want to marry me? Are we good? <laughs> <laughs> that and that is such a great example as well. And funnily enough, we don't necessarily re- realize it, but when you consume content and people are just plonking that, that sales um, pitch in your face all of the time, what's going to happen? You're just going to turn off and you're going to unfollow them. You're not going to want to even get to know them at all. So yeah, if you think about the human and form of relationships rather than transactions, then you're going to have such a beautiful uh, different perspective on your content marketing for sure. Yeah. And when we set goals, we talk all things measurement. We want to make sure that everybody has a goal, but they also know when they're achieving it. Um, When you're creating content, what are some of the goals besides that conversion, that sale that somebody could set around their content to know that they're doing well, other than the post three times on Instagram a day, which we know doesn't really just work. So what are some of the goals somebody could have in regards to their content? Yeah. So when I work with my clients, I always encourage them to set the goals first so that you know exactly what types of content you need to create and when to actually achieve that goal. So in terms of the types of goals you could have for content marketing, there's the sales, like you said, but there's also things like um, brand awareness. So that's just getting your name out there and doing things like this, guesting on podcasts, um, guest blogging, all those sorts of things. You could um, have a goal around increasing your email list because increasing our email list is going to increase Mm. the numbers of people that you know know about us the number of people that we can nurture and therefore increase our conversion um, rates as well so you might want to think about increasing your list um, your email list you might think about web traffic so website traffic so how are you going to drive people to your website and which pages on your website are you going to drive people to and how are you going to do that Will you do it through social media? Will you do it through your podcast, through blogging, all of these different things? Um, Or you might even just think about 
lead generation. So how am I getting new people into my world Mm -hmm. and how can I actually measure that as well? I love it because I think often we just have this goal of, well, post on social media and they will come and (laughs) sometimes they do and sometimes they don't, but I love having these tangible goals that break that down. So you've had a lot of success in your business in the past 12 months. So how have you grown your business? What tips do you have? Yeah, so I think obviously outsourcing. I am very, I'm a very organized planning um, type of person and I love to achieve things. So for me, goal setting is just, it lights me up. I just absolutely love it because I can think about this big goal that I have and then break it down in order to all the steps that I need to do and then put it into my project management system so I can um, make sure that I actually achieve those things on the certain dates that I say that I'm going to. So I think that I probably come from it a different perspective than a lot of people. A lot of people don't have that sort of really kind of analytical detail type brain. But I just really encourage people, and and this is probably what I've done in the last 12 months, is do it on a regular basis. Um, Mm -hmm. I do it on a 90-day cycle because I feel like that gives me enough time to actually do the things that I need to do to get to the, the end point. But even if it's on a weekly basis, what's just one thing? And you always say this, I know, Sarah, what's the one thing that you can do today that will get you to where you need to get to? Like sometimes we have these amazing big goals and big visions Mm -hmm. and they just seem so big and scary that we just don't even know you know, Mm -hmm. how are we going to get there? So we can't actually break it down. How are we going to get to this amazing um, feeling that we want to have at the end of 90 days, 30 days, whatever it is. But just thinking about what's that one step. So maybe it might be researching something. How can I Mm -hmm. implement a system to get to this place? Or how can I start to um, find a builder to build my, my dream home? It's just that little small step. And I think that for me, it has been a lot about the small steps, the little steps, the little things that I'm doing every day. And I don't get to the end of 90 days and go, oh, my goodness, I didn't do all of these things. I'm just doing the little things consistently to, to get there. So I think that that's probably my biggest tips in terms of reaching your goal. Yeah. And I love that you break your goal sound into 90-day goals. You didn't say, oh, my yearly resolution or anything like that. I think when we yeah. set a time frame on it where it's 90 days, we break it down. Uh, I know you use a project management tool, but when we actually sit down and and make that path, it becomes it comes alive. And as you mentioned many times, the first step in achieving a goal is actually researching how to do it <laughs> because mm. a lot of the things that are really big and bold, we don't know how to do. Like you mentioned that you're writing a book. Congratulations mm. on that. And you. you reached out to an editor to build out that that scaffold for your book because you didn't pretend to know. You said, I'm going to find somebody who can help me with this. And that in itself has been an amazing thing to be able to do because it's really given me the focus. And that's what 
achieving your goals is all about is having that focus and having that momentum. Because I could have sat there and tried to write a book and just waffled and been all all over the place Mm -hmm. and not really have my thoughts together and then feel disheartened about it and then give up. But Mm -hmm. instead, I knew that I knew what my strengths were and my strengths are not putting together a framework for a book. So how can I actually give myself the best start and uh, continue that momentum? And that was to to get that scaffold done. But yeah, there's lots of so many different ways that we can get help in our business to achieve our goals. It's so exciting. Yeah, I love it. And talk to me a little bit about when you do achieve a goal, how does that feel? How do you celebrate? So it depends on how big the goal is. I think that finishing writing a book is going to be very different from, you know, reaching a thousand people on my email list kind of thing. So I think that um, that's a really good question, Sarah. I <laughs> I I love a glass of bubbles. So I'm always, there's always bubbles in the fridge to celebrate any wins big or small, and I think that that's important as well, no matter how big or how small we think that they are. They are wins. They are they are wins of any description. Um, but I think that it's, for me, is probably more around um, luxurious things. So I might go and purchase something that I wouldn't normally buy, like a piece of clothing or something like that <laughs> to celebrate. Yeah. I love it. A nice bag. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Exactly. So normally I ask people at this point in the conversation, what is their next bold goal? But I I think you have a book on your heart. So I think that's your next one. It, it certainly is. That is my next bold goal to finish the book by the end of 2022, finish writing it at least, um, and then perhaps publish it next year. But yes, that's definitely my bold goal from a business perspective. From a personal perspective, my bold goal is to be able to uh, deadlift more than my current personal best. My current personal best is 80 kilos, so I'm going for 90. I think that if you convert that to pounds, 80 kilos is about... 175? 175 pounds. Yes, you did do that right. (laughs) Oh, wow. Good for you. Yeah. So that's my personal goal to, to do that. And this may sound a little strange as well, but my other personal goal is to learn how to jump rope. I'm really um, obsessed with jump rope reels on Instagram at the moment. Mm. So I'm, I'm determined to learn how to do that as well. Oh, I love it. Like fancy jump rope, two ropes. Oh, oh yeah. We're talking about, oh yeah, we're talking out there. We're talking about fancy footwork. You know, it's amazing what you can find on the internet. I mean, my dog is on TikTok and she puts stuff out there. I'm like, I don't even know if people are going to watch this and they eat it right up. So (laughs) you can find anything out there. You can. You can. Anyway, I love your whole thoughts, all your thoughts around goals and how you really approach life. And it really shows in the conversation that it really comes down to that word why when you were a child. You do a great job of explaining the why behind what you do in content and what we do in goal setting. So if somebody wanted to work with you, find you, learn more from you, where would they find you and what could they expect? 
Okay. So I love to hang out on social. So Instagram and Facebook, my handle is at Meld Business. I would love for your listeners to come and say hi and have a chat and let me know that they listen to this episode, your amazing podcast as well, Sarah. Um, I also have a podcast that I've started this year, and that was one of my goals this year to start a podcast. So I have done that, and you can find that on all the good uh, podcast apps. The name of it is The Powerful Content Podcast. And in terms of working with me, I love to work with people one-on-one. I love to get into that why around the strategy for people and really give them a sustainable way to move forward with their content marketing um, plans and also to build out their funnels as well. So I do that one-on-one with some people who want to put together their lead magnet and then um, the, the email sequences that come after it as well. So that's how I work with people one-on-one, but I also love, this is my one true love, and that is my beautiful membership. So you can come and learn how to ditch that content chaos Mm. and really start to create standout content that gets you noticed and remembered. So that membership is a monthly membership and um, I just absolutely adore, adore the women who are inside of that. Oh, I love it. You know, I I put out a lot of content and every month I sit at my computer screen with a blank page. I'm like, oh, where do I start? So I might need to come to you for some help. But anyway, uh, I loved our conversation today around goals because having that plan and understanding your why is so important. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your thoughts on how We can organize our chaotic lives and get help so we don't lead to burnout. And I wish you so much luck on lifting your more than 175 pounds and your book. Can't wait to hear that come out. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me here today, Sarah. It has been such an honor to talk to you. Oh, my pleasure. All right, bold goal crushers. It's time to set those goals. And remember, you can crush your goals and everything that gets in the way without working double time. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast, where we crush goals and everything that gets in the way. I always love to support my community. So feel free to text the word goal to 480-530-5368. Again, 480-530-5368 and the word goal. And then tell me all about your goals and dreams. Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you crush your goals this year.